0: Welcome to Crossroads, a podcast that explores the intersection of faith and Christian living. Crossroads is part of the media ministry at Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City. Get to know us by visiting us online at FAPC.org.
1: Hi, I'm Jamie Staley, Director of Christian Education at Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church. This fall in our Crossroads podcast, we have been following along with our sermon series, Holy Ground, and talking about our relationship with God's creation. I'm really excited today to be joined by Jessica Maudlin, who serves as the Associate for Sustainable Living and Earth Care Concerns with the Presbyterian Hunger Program. She resources Presbyterians as they address issues of faith, lifestyle choices, and sustainability. She works with Hunger Action Advocates as well as Earth Care Congregations. I'm really excited. We have been talking, Jessica, this fall about uh, climate change, about um, Earth and what the relationship uh, that we have with Earth and our faith has been. And our sermon series has been along these same lines, as I mentioned. But one of the things I think that I struggle with and I'm sure that many other people struggle with is we hear all of these sermons or podcasts or adult education events and we read all of these articles but then we think well what what can we do about it or what what ways can we actually make it real for us so I'm really excited to have you with us today Jessica thank you so much
0: yeah thank you so much for the invitation I'm happy to join you today
1: so, I listed a bunch of different things that you do just now. Can you tell us a little bit about what what does it mean that um, that uh, you 're you're working with earth care concerns? What does that mean
0: yeah so um there there is kind of a a long history of the program and denomination and and you know different ministry areas that have come together and and whatnot but but basically um I, I held a piece of work that looked at um, economic justice and how we spend our money and how those kinds of things are a reflection of our faith values. And so that is looking at things like fair trade, anti-sweatshop work, um, human trafficking issues, supply chain, like what is the true cost of this thing that you, you have in your hands now. Um, and then... Uh, in about 2017, I also inherited uh, what we were calling at at that time environmental ministries. And, um, you know, we realized that as we were trying to figure out, you know, I was doing more than just environmental work, more than just this economic work, like, what is it that you know, that really encompasses that. And so what all of that work is. And so we ended up here with sustainable living and earth care concerns. And we talk about earth care concerns as, you know, it it is the environmental, like, are we recycling, are we keeping our water clean? But it's also looking at issues of environmental justice um which lead into um environmental racism things and uh just just more issues so really looking at it's not just how we steward the earth that we've been given but also like uh why why are our systems set up to uh uh benefit some folks more than other folks if that makes sense so um and then also, you know, it's really interesting that uh, depending on what group of people you talk to, some folks say, you know, we don't understand, you know, we care a lot about social justice, but you know, this taking care of the earth, like why Why are those things what we talked about together? And we know that you can't have, you know, you can't have uh, food for people, you can't have clean water, you know, our access to water, folks can't work, folks can't, you know, have all of these rights that we say that we believe folks should have, if we don't have a healthy planet for those things to unfold on. So um, I'm not sure if that answers your question specifically. But yeah, uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. I think, I think it's important for congregations, you know, at our, at our more local level to know what the national office, what the national PCUSA office does, um, and, and, and kind of what it means. What does the Presbyterian church, um, as a whole, um, can you tell us a little bit about some of the programs or different things that, that the Presbyterian church is doing in regards to, um, uh, ecological, Theology, as well as, you know, food justice, social justice related to creation care? I know that's a really huge question, so <laughs> <laughs> it but is a really I, I think huge that we question. don't often, t- uh, at the local level, we don't often know what um, you know, the national office is doing.
0: There are um, so many terrific food justice initiatives. Um, one of the things, I have a colleague that manages something we call the Hunger Action Congregation, and so that's just acknowledging folks that that have have committed to addressing hunger in a variety of ways we also um one of the things i do is i work with a network of people called hunger action advocates and those are folks um that we have a covenant between them and the presbytery that they work in and they are doing things so this is it, it's a small group of people now There are about there are only a dozen of them but they work more than, it's like something like 700 hours a week doing local hunger ministry work. And so for some folks that looks like um, coordinating presbytery, uh, giving around uh, medical debt relief so that folks aren't being bogged down by that. It looks like offering uh, training and uh, mentoring to folks that have different abilities that Um, their farms that they've coordinated to do like agricultural training with folks and that then the products that they're growing like are organic and um, things like that that they're able to then resource a restaurant that's doing some culinary training for folks it looks like a lot of work around homelessness issues um, our HAA in the Los Angeles area. That church started a coalition working on homeless issues, and um they've ended up helping the city develop some ordinances and policies around how they do things because they had just done that so well. So we support folks like that. That we, we know from a national level that we can't tell folks what's best at a local level. Yeah. But we do understand that there are some best practices that are a good starting place Mm -hmm. and also you know a part of my work is to connect those folks so if I have you know somebody working on this uh the medical debt relief is a good example of that you know have that person share their story of what that experience was and then I was able to connect him with someone else in a different part of the country for them to get started on their own like that um I don't know if folks have uh if you followed uh things from general assembly this summer um there were lots of interesting uh pieces of business that came out of the environmental justice committee which is where i spent most of my time um but there are things so that um there was a report from the uh mission responsibility through investing which some folks know as mrti um that they have, uh, the denomination chose to divest from uh, five of the the kind of the worst actors of uh, fossil fuel companies. There was also a report from the Advisory Committee on Social Witness Policy that just re um, Re strengthen the denomination's commitment to a green future and what that could look like. There were pieces of business that reaffirmed the church's position on uh, our responsibility as people, as Presbyterians, but as people of faith to protect the diversity of creation in all of the ways that that looks like. Um, Another initiative that came out of General Assembly that I am particularly excited about. Um, is something that we're calling the Presbyterian Tree Fund. Mm, and yes. <laughs> the, yeah. So part of, it's going to do great work, so I'm super excited about that. <laughs> but part of what is, has been so beautiful about it to me is the way that it came together. That it wasn't just uh, people in the office that were interested. It wasn't just, uh, you know, mission coworkers workers or, you know, international partners, or it wasn't just a church or presbytery. It was kind of like, you know, different folks were all kind of having the same thought at the same time and came together and worked on, uh, so there was a presbytery that worked on proposing this uh, for the 224th assembly. And it got, because of the the nature of of COVID and that, it, it got pushed to this summer, but we as staff already had started working on it. So it's a thing that we were kind of ahead of the game a little bit. So we were able to say when it came up, like, you know, we are really um, excited about this and we kind of already have a plan in place. And so what that uh, tree fund is going to allow us to do is support partners, uh, both in the U S and internationally that are doing, Um, tree planting or other kinds of carbon sequestration work so that might be some soil remediation because we know that soil is one of the ways that we can uh, trap carbon Um, so uh, but the what uh, how that's going to happen Presbyterians can make donations to that fund um, to go to support that work but also the GA overture um, uh, directed uh, PMA staff travel for each trip each plane trip that we take a part there will be a portion of money that goes into that fund so that as staff are traveling, part of our travel budgets will be put into making sure that we are supporting partners doing work to offset some of the impact of uh, of the the environmental cost of us doing that traveling so oh, that's um, awesome yeah so we're really excited about that um rebecca barnes who is the coordinator of the hunger program and myself and some folks from accounting and some folks uh, from the director's office have been working on you know what is the what does the math look like for that um uh true carbon offsets have have an exact like uh those credits you can go and look exactly you know you gave this money and it planted this tree um this fund is something a little um it's not a true carbon offset but it will be supporting projects that do that so it we're not saying you're going to give this dollar and it will go to this tree but it's it's going to support partners that are doing such vital work and that's really a continuation of the kind of uh partnerships the hunger program has been looking for anyway um so one of the examples of that is there is a there is a um great organization that i i have lost exactly where it is but i think that it is in Um, Madagascar that does education for women and equipping them with the tools and the seeds they need to be able to plant trees, uh, fruit trees. So it it feeds them and they can also sell that, but then there are trees out in the world (laughs) doing the things the trees do for us that are so important. Um, Another initiative of the denomination is, uh, I think I mentioned briefly, possibly the earth care congregation program. Yeah. And, uh, that is a network that I get to work with and that is 290 Presbyterian churches. Uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing to me that even through COVID and all of what was happening, that program continued to grow. And that is people that's congregations that have said, we care about the environment. We understand our call to steward the earth Um, and those sessions commit to something we call the earth care pledge, um, which is around, uh, that pledge is around how the church will operate when it comes to their worship, their education, their outreach, and how they manage their facilities. And so the session of those churches sign off on that pledge. And then the church, um, does those activities. There's an application. They report back to me every year and we recertify them, um, so there there are lots of things around environmental and um, sustainable issues that the denomination is working on. We are available as a resource. We have uh, so very many so very many things and I know you know I I hear the feedback a lot that it feels like folks aren't aware of what's out there and so I'm constantly working to get into new spaces and talk to new folks and and try to get those things out there but also I love it when people email or call me and I just get to have conversations with them about what's going to be best for you um yeah awesome
1: um what, do you have something in particular that you have, that has been like your most fun or most rewarding, um, project in regards to creation care that you've worked on?
0: There are a couple of things. Um, I just generally speaking, working with the Earth Care Congregation Network has been so life-giving because mm-hmm. this is a program that like you can be You can be a seven-member church, or Mm. you can be a 5,000-member church. You can be a church that uh, is very advocacy-minded, that you can really be passionate about speaking out about climate change and engaging government, or you could be a congregation that just really cares about how you're taking care of your little piece of of the earth that you've been given. Mm. And across the board what we have seen is regardless of where people jump into that we see that they move along the spectrum hmm. and that is you know i think folks that work in social justice it, it's like how do we how do we really get the ball moving or whatever. And and I think that we think that it's if we say the exact right thing or if we show up the exact right way or if we have the exact right slogan or whatever, that, that that is how we change the world. And that's part of it. But I think it's also in developing these relationships with people and being able to say, you know, to to the congregation member who is just really passionate about the environment and hey will you come and talk to our to our Sunday school class about why the denomination cares about this like that that space of her building relationships and then seeing that as people dig into that and see that it is an approachable program or an approachable topic um, that they um, they move along that spectrum themselves mm. <laughs> Um, The other thing I think, so another piece of the work that I get to do, uh, partially related to fair trade, um, uh, is the Hunger Program promotes something called the Eco Palms Project. And that is sustainably sourced palms available for Palm Sunday. And it, it is not a perfect program. And if there are folks out there that have ordered these, I know sometimes there have been uh, supply chain issues where they sat too long or this and that. And so it's not a perfect program, but something that I have had the, the pleasure of, of doing um, is getting to meet some of those harvesters. And so at a Presbyterian women's gathering after years and years of promoting and supporting this project, um, there we were able to get an invitation for some of the harvesters who happened to already be in the country doing a lecture circuit came to the presbyterian women's gathering that was held in louisville that year and so they sat in the booth with me and kind of had some conversations with folks but it was so beautiful to hear that you know when when i get frustrated dealing with the like oh your palms are bad again oh you it got delivered to the wrong place like as i'm navigating that bit of stuff that this is actually like our participation has really made a difference in the lives of that Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. They've established education funds so that people are able to go to school. And you know, one of the harvesters was just talking to me about, um, you know, that when her daughter was born, she never dreamed that she would be able to go to school because she also had a son and she wasn't sure that the son would be able to, but mm. she knew that if anybody got to go, it was not going to be her daughter. Yeah. And her daughter is getting ready to finish college. Wow. And um, just the uh, it was just really beautiful. Um, mm. And during that event, um, also we have folks that work with one of the fair trade coffee cooperatives that we mm. support that are are from Mexico. And uh, so they were there, and I invited all of those folks to my house for dinner after, after an evening of, of exhibiting. And my intent was to kind of talk to them about how our program could maybe amplify their work or, or that kind of thing. And they all got into my house and started eating and they connected with each other. Mm. And they were talking about, you know, even though they were from these two different countries some of what they were experiencing were the same issues and to see these folks from Mexico, you know, offer contact information to the palm harvesters from Guatemala about like wow. yeah, let's talk about that. Um and then before before they all left, they like sat on my porch swing and prayed together um mm. for each other and it was just really beautiful to see like you know, one Involvement of Presbyterians in these projects, like it's not something that is, you know, you're not just throwing that out into the world. It's really making a long-term difference in these communities. Um, But also to just know that part of what we get to do as Presbyterians when we're connected to these projects is it's not just about our relationship to these people, right? Sometimes it's about we get to create space for Mm. other folks to connect with each other to offer support that we aren't able to. Mm. Mm. That's awesome.
1: I honestly think that's what people enjoy hearing about is the stories of where, you know, because when you, when we choose to do things that are, you know, sustainable or, you know, helping, but you don't see, is it actually helping? (laughs) Or is it, is what we're doing making a difference in any way? So those, I think that stories are important to help us feel hope and encouragement
0: particularly for the harvesting communities during um during covid something that happened is that so orders had been the first year in 2020 orders had been placed they had been shipped already and then churches shut down and so, a huge concern for the harvester harvesting community was: we have done the work, we have sent this product, we know that they're not going to need it, mm, mm-hmm. and what's going to happen if we can't if the orders get canceled and we have to return the money? Yeah. Um, and so, it it moved me to tears working from home at my kitchen table of like fearing that I was going to get this flood of like requests to cancel orders and to hear so many churches say even if we don't need this product we believe in the program mm. and just the tons of things that came back to me about the creative ways that people chose to use these palms anyway <laughs> Um and then to get notes back from the harvesting community saying we cannot say thank you enough for Mm. the fact that the church chose to basically still be the church right that that you you have figured out that the church was not just your building that that you are being the church and it, it the the person at the university of minnesota that is in charge of that uh program uh told me he said you know that that was literally the difference between life and death for some of those folks in the midst of the beginning of the pandemic mm. that absolutely um, yeah so um even as we were navigating so much chaos and difficulty here to know that you know it was something as simple as not not canceling your palm order that that really created space for hope and life yeah for our siblings in another part of the world so
1: yeah absolutely
0: are there things that that you would tell
1: a congregation or tell tell folks that we haven't talked about yet that that um that you think people should know about what what we as presbyterians what the larger presbyterian denomination does um in regards to these uh these issues or ways that um ways that we can be involved as well at the local level
0: Uh yeah, so a couple of things. Um I know that a lot of churches now have become part of this uh, Matthew 25 initiative that's something mm-hmm. that either as a congregation or as a presbytery that folks have taken on and becoming an earth care congregation is one of the ways that you can um, live out that commitment basically and so um, part of what was approved the summer general assembly was the addition of militarism and climate change as uh, uh, intersecting issues of the three, the three main, uh, Matthew 25 areas of work. And so, um, so it is a way of living out those values, but also like the denomination offers so many resources to help you do that. So whether that is, you know, if you're interested in, um, You know, hunger issues specifically, lots of folks like to do this food packaging program that they send food overseas. Um, We've heard from our partners that isn't always the most helpful thing that that folks can do. Um, And so we've put together things to help folks look at those hunger issues in their local community. So we have something called the community food assessment. And so it's questions to help you evaluate in your own area. What is the hunger situation? What are the needs? Where might our church be able to fill, you know, to fill a gap? Um, we also offer things like um, something we call the climate care challenge. So if you're interested and, in, you know, I want to do this, but how do I get a, get a group together to like, Talk about this. We have a an activity basically that is, you know, people choose as individuals a thing that they can do to decrease their carbon footprint, and mm. then they have the option of uh, getting one of the groups they're involved in, so whether that's a church group or a community group, uh, to commit to also doing an action that decreases the carbon footprint. Okay. Um, we partner with a great group called. Uh, blessed tomorrow that does uh climate change advocacy work and they have resources to help folks um and faith leaders specifically if you're interested in crafting messaging around that so that works for climate change but it also works for other advocacy issues that are important to you but it's kind of a guy a step-by-step of like how do I create helpful uh, messaging around this? They also offer a climate change ambassador training. So if you're someone who is already passionate about that and you want the, the data and the slides and the whatever to be able to speak to folks in your community, it's a free training. It has, I've recorded parts that are Presbyterian specific so you can learn more about what it is that as a Presbyterian you can do about this. Um, and they also offer a guide that we have available both in English and Spanish, um, that is how, how does your church, you know, if you're interested in, um, uh, committing to a hundred percent clean energy as, as a church, um, there's a roadmap in this resource for how you might evaluate and go about doing that, um we also offer things um, we have a resource called considering our treasure that helps folks think through in all of the different categories uh, where we spend our money Uh, how do we what does the Bible say about that how do we reflect on that what are some things that we could do differently as we're spending our money in those categories and what are some of the action steps we can take to make a difference around that the hunger program is also you know we throughout the calendar year of the church there are a couple of special events that we really make sure we do some good uh, resource and action opportunities for so earth day is obviously one that i work with um and climate action week for churches the season of creation is another one so we try to do some special resources and action opportunities around those we also do uh uh, food Food Week of Action around World Food Day, which is in October. My colleague Andrew works really hard to, to do some great materials for that. Um, we also uh, offer some things around Homelessness Sunday, which just happened, I think, this past Sunday. Or it, it was very recent. I Another colleague works on that, so I lost track of the dates. But, um, yeah, so just to say there are so many great resources out there and also our staff, particularly in, in the time of zoom. Um, (laughs) I, you know, I had a Saturday a few weeks ago that I spoke in a presbytery in New York. I spoke at a presbytery in Missouri and I spoke at a presbytery in Florida all in the same day. (laughs) That's handy. (laughs) That is handy. Yeah. So, um, so staff is here as a resource. Um, and yeah, I think I think just knowing that um also these are issues the church is is concerned about and actively working on and if you are not seeing seeing those materials or seeing those statements um please reach out because I know, you know, I know different folks have had different experiences with that but sometimes just because you aren't seeing it doesn't mean it's not there and we are always looking for ways to to get this and messaging and opportunities out to people um and i would also just say that you know if you are a church that uh gives to the one great hour of sharing offering um, the hunger program along with disaster assistance and self-development of people are the three ministry areas that benefit from that offering so the great things that we are able to Offer as far as resources, but also the ways in which we are able to support and show up for partners around the world in some really significant ways are possible because of your gifts to One Great Hour. So, um, thank you for that. <laughs> thank you for that. And just a reminder that it does it does go somewhere. It does have an impact. So yeah,
1: yeah. Are we uh, we we do One Great Hour of sharing, and I think it is. Um, it, it sometimes we you know sometimes we do give the money and don't necessarily know where that's specifically going. So I do think that's good for folks to, to be aware of, um, as well as all the awesome programs that you just mentioned. Um, our church is really involved in in homeless ministries and, and food ministries. We, um, we have a shelter that hasn't been open since COVID, um, but hoping to reopen it soon. Uh, and we do uh, two meals a week on the street right outside of our uh, building uh for folks um who are on the streets in our neighborhood um and then on Saturdays uh we have a program that is is very punny it's called meals on heels as opposed to meals on wheels because we're in new york city um.
0: mm-hmm. that's adorable <laughs> right but but that's that's right but that's part of why we believe so much that like local hunger ministry Needs to be developed by folks locally, yeah. Because what is going to work in Texas is not going to work in <laughs> New York City, right? <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. Our our congregation is loves to do that kind of thing, and I just um I'm hoping that uh you know what they've heard this fall and and now maybe some resources from you as well um that this will be something that they can feel like they can get involved in in things related to creation care climate change. I also really liked the climate care challenge that you talked about um, and think that that would be a really interesting uh, thing for folks to look into, particularly um, if they've felt moved this fall by what we've been talking about in church. Um, So uh, that, oh, awesome. Uh, Jessica, I know you said that could be found at PCUSA.org slash ccc which should be a relatively easy
0: yes, <laughs> thing we to remember set it up, we set it up short on purpose like that with hopes that folks would um would be able to remember that so um and it comes with a great you know we encourage lots of stuff electronically, but we know that there's sometimes in some things you need some paper and you need something for people to refer to, so there is a great handout that explains what it is that folks can print as they need it um and you can actually sign up on the website to say yes we're taking taking the challenge so you can be counted as part of part of the group that is doing that, so very
1: cool. Thank you so much, Jessica, for joining me. And uh, folks at home, thank you for joining us this fall uh, with this series. And um, I hope and pray that um, this will be something that we will be able to take out into our own community uh, and into our own lives and really, really think about and be able to um, take care of God's creation. So thank you all at home.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to Crossroads, our managing editor. Is Jamie Staley, and our editors are Vashina Brisbane and Emily Dombroff.